I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. I'm a big believer that money is a spiritual tool. When you think about it, it is one of the greatest connectors of all of us. And if we're on the spiritual path, we realize that what we're trying to do is come back to us. And I say us as one. And money is a way that connects us, just like the internet does as well. So we need to understand that money is just energy and it's a representation of who we are and what we value and what's important to us. And we need to have a really positive relationship with it because when we have a high vibrational relationship with energy, because that's effectively what it is, it goes and it has an impact on other people. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Jaima, Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. And in this episode, this episode is sponsored by Skillshare, who have extended their free trial offer for Your Own Magic listeners from two weeks to one month free. So more on Skillshare in the show notes and in the midst of the episode. You know, supporting them also supports the show. So thank you so much. And today's show is wildly unique. We talk about becoming more financially happy, and I'll insert here, free becoming more financially happy and free and taking a sabbatical for the soul and practicing intentionality daily. And what I found fascinating were the 12 different financial saboteurs to help you figure out which one of these 12 archetypes you may potentially be and how to break free from this behavior so you can be, like the overall theme, more financially happy and free and also some actionable steps towards becoming more financially free. And the one that that is here to provide all the golden nuggets of wisdom on this subject is the brilliant Finian Kelly. Finian is dubbed as the business mystic <laughs> because of his 
unique ability to integrate spirituality and finances, which I'm very much here for. And he's the creator and chief visionary officer of intentionality.com. And he spent seven years in the Australian Defense Force and graduated from one of the most prestigious leadership organizations in the world, the Royal Military College of Duntroon. I hope I pronounced that right. Anyway, he appeared on Sky Business, on ABC as a political commentator, and on morning shows as a financial expert. And also, Finian has appeared on a National Geographic documentary undercover angel which he talks about briefly in our rapid fire round i believe so fascinating well-rounded financial business mystic anyway i thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and i have an inkling of a feeling that you will too whether your physical bank account reflects your financial freedom in this moment or not there is still so much to take away and at least you'll feel like you're on the trajectory to that financial abundance that you so deserve, which I used to not. I used to struggle with being okay with being a spiritual person while also being more financially free and successful. For some reason, I used to have a hard time grappling with that. So one of my saboteurs of the 12 archetypes that Finian will lay out is the repellent. So you'll hear about this. You'll hear more about this down the line in the midst of the episode. Anyway, if you are not subscribed to Hero Magic, well, feel free to subscribe on your podcast app. And if you feel the nudge from the uni to leave a rating and review, that would mean the absolute world. I'd love to hear from you. And I want to actually do another giveaway for a free subscription to the Euro Magic website. So simply send a screenshot of your review to hello at euromagic.life and I'll announce the winner the first Monday of August. Anyway, I also wanted to thank the following listeners for sending their review and letting them know that they won last week's Alana Fairchild Oracle Deck giveaway. And so thank you so much, Freya A, Jessica D, Carla N, Christy H, and Nicole J. Thank you so much for your beautiful reviews. Just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) Means the absolute world, of course. And so you won the Oracle deck, my favorite Oracle deck. I'm inkling of a feeling. You're gonna find a lot of magic and inspiration like I have using this deck as well. Anyway, let's move on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Finian Kelly. I will begin right here. I'm going to ask the very first question that I've been asking all the Euro Magic guests lately. What is lighting you up most in this season of your life? So Raquel, what's lighting me up most is this idea of a sabbatical. I am have just started a sabbatical. I'm in Nicaragua right now. And this is something I've tried a number of times and I've come up against myself. It's, it's interesting. I've sold three companies in my life. I used to be an army officer, so I've had these breaks. But every time I tried to do it, I discovered that I'd already started something else or there was a reason why I couldn't do it now. And really what it was was a bunch of excuses and it was confronting for me to really get to know myself, which is really great. But it, it wasn't easy to even get to this point. I, I realized even consciously, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I had set myself up to do it, but I was still finding myself as I got closer I would get these feelings in my body, you know, that familiar fear feeling. And I was like, something is happening to me. Why is this so hard for me? And I did some inner child work and I, I realized it went back to a part of my life where I was a young child and I, 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 was, I was quite good at academics and I skipped a grade and I'd already done all the primary school at an age of eight. And then the school stopped progressing me and I suddenly felt like people were catching up. And what was really interesting was I had a challenging relationship with my parents, but it was the one thing that they would connect with me, with me on. They were like, oh, you're so smart. You're younger than everyone else. And what I realized was, was that I had a fear that if I took some time off, then people would catch up to me and then I wouldn't be special anymore. Now, 
as a grown adult, I consciously, I don't compare against others. It's, I don't even think that way, but it, there was a program inside of me from a young, young boy who was just trying to feel special. And that's what I realized I'm having to unwind right now. I love that you're taking this time for you. You deserve the sabbatical, even though in a sense, you're somewhat working right now. Finn. <laughs> I am. I know, <laughs> in this moment. And, and it's interesting. I had, I had to work through that and I had to define what is the sabbatical really for me? And that's something which I, I hope people to get really clear whenever you're doing something like what it, what is vision and what is the outcomes that you want and I realized it wasn't a vi- it wasn't a sabbatical from creating or doing anything it was a sabbatical from responsibility I didn't want to have large responsibility so team members I've, I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years I was an army officer before that so I've been leading large groups of people for a long time and that's that's it's a great privilege but it also comes with a, a lot of concerns and worries and responsibility I didn't want that and I also didn't want to feel any feeling of striving or having to do so the creation phase that I don't need a sabbatical from that I love creating and serving like this is this is one of my areas where I get to do that so I'm actually writing a book right now but there's no pressure on me it's it's a it's a joy it's an act of joy which is which is very different. So that's given me a little bit more freedom. I hope that that inspires some people that need to take that break, but they can create boundaries around it. Like you do not have to take a break from everything. So happy for you. That is amazing. Thank you. And I really encourage any listeners to just, if you have the opportunity to take a sabbatical, take it. It is, it, it doesn't come around that often. It, it, because we're so used to progressing and doing that we often find ourselves in something And once you're in something, I generally say it's a five to seven year journey. So we've got to be careful what we say yes to, because it's, it's hard to get out of it. And I've, I've definitely seen that with, uh, when you end a business, you think you've ended it and it's always another three, four years of paperwork and responsibilities. I've had a divorce and that's just took, I just sort of finished that journey and that was a four year journey. So we've got to be mindful of when we, when we think we want to end something, it generally takes a lot more time than, than we realize. And so that's the idea of this sabbatical is the sabbatical is just take it. Like if you've been let off, like you don't have employment right now or you have got divorced or you sold a business or just any of these transition points are wonderful triggers for sabbaticals and, and, ex, and get to know yourself and, and really explore what you want in this life. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And also there are many that might even be listening to this that feel like they've been on a five-year sabbatical. <laughs> you know, so maybe we'll be able to pull out some nuggets for them later on in this episode. But first, you've hinted to some nuggets in there. And I am very fascinated by your story. So I'd love to hear it from your voice, from your words, your soul story, and from losing your way to finding your way and then thriving now and now also needing to find time to take a sabbatical, which is a luxury in and of itself, to be honest. So feel free to walk us through the long version if you'd like, but I'd just love to hear your story. Oh, thank you so much. And it's beautiful hearing uh, the words that I use about my journey reflected back to me. So (laughs) I, I do talk about this path of losing my way, finding my way and keeping my way. And I feel like this is the evolution of most human beings we we come in our soul is a wise being it picks this moment to come into through into this circumstance at this point of time when the stars in rely to this sun and into this family so we can go through an opportunity of growth and through childhood we effectively have a bunch of social conditioning which affects our our decision making and we have a bunch of subconscious programs operating as we go through life which effectively put us on a path which might not be our path and we lose our way and in a weird way we have to lose it so much to be able to discover that we've actually lost our way to almost remember who we are and we get a glimpse of it sometimes it's through a moment like divorce or a injury or a business failure mine was definitely through a divorce and also uh, some financial consequences of that time as well and you suddenly it feels like for me definitely what it was was I woke up one day and it felt like my spirit has just picked me up and just smashed me on the ground and said wake up wake up and what that resulted in was a incredible journey of of waking up and and connecting to who I really was and this life that I was living even though I thought it was what I wanted and it actually was what I thought my dream life was, 
wasn't my path. And it was a, an incredibly confronting moment in my life because here I was thinking I had achieved my, my dream vision and suddenly I was completely shaken up. And just in this moment, I had two ways to really look at it. I could see it as a, something which I wasn't going to confront and I'll just distract myself through the typical things that we do, whether it's numbing ourselves through substances, whether it's partying, whether it's being with other women or focusing on business growth, anything we can distract ourselves, which in the short term might feel easier, but in the long term, a lot more confronting. Or I could see it as an opportunity to really go inwards and go on a path of inner exploration. And that's really what I define spirituality is. It's just getting to know yourself. And this was my moment. I knew this was my moment to really embrace the spiritual path. It had been part of me, but I hadn't 100% integrated into my life. And it led me to walk the Camino del Santiago pilgrimage, which was incredible. And it sat me down in a few months of just doing by myself in a big house and just doing soul work, which was such a gift. And I, I love that younger version of myself now. I look back and I just go, the courage you had to just do that is remarkable. And I'm, and I'm getting to, to live the fruits of that labor now because now I'm a lot more freer and I'm in a place where I'm, I'm truly operate from a place of love. And that was the big thing I realized was even though I was living a life of intentionality, it was coming from a place of fear. There was subconscious programs operating from my childhood, which was fear-based and I didn't classify myself as that. But as I reflected on what happened, it really was fear-based. And I've realized that the only way to make decisions now is from a love-based place. And, and that's how I really lean into my decision-making now. That's so beautiful. And I completely agree with your grounded perspective on spirituality. That's truly just to get to know us. Also, I love that you are on this mission, or like you say, your personal legend, your purpose is to embody intentionality. And I love that you mentioned how that was your intention at first, and then now it's more authentic. You've really put the pieces together and you're truly living from this authentic place and now you have this freedom. So how does one embody intentionality? Great. So in the the way I define intentionality is it's defining how you want to feel and then taking deliberate action towards it. So in the simplest terms, it's vision plus action. So there's a lot of ways to live out there, which are philosophies and they're high level and we don't know how to bring it back into our everyday life. And this is what I love about intentionality is that every moment, really every breath, I like to say you're one breath away from intentionality because one breath is a moment to pause it's a moment to interrupt your normal programs and choose a different behavior, which will lead towards where you want to go. And it's important that you need, you know where you need to go because you could be taking all this action. And I see a lot of people doing this, but it's not aligned with what their true nature really wants for them. So we've got to have the two. So you, you can live this life by deciding each morning, setting an intention. How do you want to show up today? So mine today was I wanted to bring a lot of joy in everything I did. So I hope we're going to have some, some joyful moments in this conversation. <laughs> and, and I've been making those decisions throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, we get to reflect on how did we go against that intention? And if you had another opportunity, which you will tomorrow, what would you do differently? How would you show up? And that's the great path of intentionality is it's never too late. You're so close. It's just a conscious decision. It's, it's taking back leadership of your life. And when you do this, you can really live an extraordinary life because you know that life is abundant. It's unlimited. It's divine. It's magical. It's all of the above. And that's what I'm really excited to share with people. And the, the best way for me to do that is to, to truly live it myself, which is one of the reasons why I'm on this sabbatical right now. That's so beautiful. And I think that that is a great message for everyone to hear. And they can apply that to not only their work or their relationships, but whatever they do in life. For example, tomorrow, I am helping my mom with moving things around, also packing a lot. And though it's such a mundane task, if I wanted to bring joy into that, I can just set the intention to do so and know
know that it's for her and not think, oh, I'm wasting time doing other things that does not work. You know, I think that we can apply that in things beyond work, beyond relationships. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I think that intentionality is such a beautiful thing to set up for the day. Do you set your intentions daily? Do you set your intentions the night before? Do you set your intentions in the morning? What is your process if you even have one like? I do. So I have I have a lot of different systems in place to, to help me embrace these uh, concepts of intentionality. So there's I have seven principles of intentionality and um, each day I generally look at one of those principles. Um, so for example, what you just mentioned what is relates to principle number six, which is experience fulfillment, not just success by focusing on desired feelings, not just outcomes. So Tomorrow, you could be focusing on success, um, which would be we've moved successfully and the outcome would be, well, I've got all these tasks, items. But when you want to have something more, you have an opportunity to connect with your mum so you could feel fulfilled by feeling connected, love, joy, and then suddenly throughout that day, you're going to be interacting differently. When something happens, you might be kinder rather than being shorter. And that's going to give you a whole different experience. So rather than thinking, oh, this is a day wasted, it could be one of the greatest days of your life. You just don't know. That's that's the great moment when you're open and you allow this possibility, things can flow in. So each morning when I wake up, I, I put a big smile on my face to, to just activate the the muscle memory and it actually releases a, a chemical release which reminds me that I'm happy even if I don't feel happy first thing and I just set an intention and I, I think about one of those seven principles or I think about I have this blog called the five priorities of an intentional being and we're here to we're here to love we're here to grow we're here to serve we're here to have joy and we're here to create so sometimes I just pick one of those words it's it's grow I just want to grow today so I'm there in a state of shows in that beginner's mindset and every moment I'm looking at how can I grow, I might challenge myself or it could be I want to have joy. So I just think about what things would bring me joy and how could I bring joy to that situation. And having those little grounding mechanisms can be really helpful when you notice your ego hijack you or you're suddenly going into old past patterns and you can realize, ah, I want to break this. I want to break this by taking a new action. And that's really what karma is. Karma literally means action. And you can go in that moment, I'm going to do something different. Right now, I'm going to choose joy, even though my ego is telling me to prove my point or have a fight with my partner. I'm going to just dance or just sing right now in this moment. And just who knows what can come from that day when you do that. Um, suddenly, I am strangely more excited to move tomorrow. Now, <laughs> and I'm going to set the intention, especially first thing in the morning, to bring more joy to it indeed. And also, also, I really do love helping my mom. She's such an angel. But I also am curious, have you ever, especially since you talk about keeping your way, which I find fascinating. You know, there are a lot of people that share their stories of losing their way, hitting rock bottom, and then finding their way. And I'm wondering if you ever experienced contrasts where you let all the this go you thought oh this is all bs i don't believe it and then you came back to it because that's what felt right if you ever had and if you haven't that's fine i'm just curious if you have raquel every day <laughs> that's, that's really that's that's the yep. path like everyone thinks that you just get this like people think you have this spiritual enlightened moment and i can tell you i had it on the on the camino without any substances or anything it was the first time where i truly understood divine or god or source I felt connected to every living thing at this moment. Everything was sparkling. Everything made sense. And it was the most wonderful moment of my life. True love came through me. And then do you think two hours later, I was feeling that the exact same state? Now I was. It was feeling pretty good. But a day later, a little irritation happened and I noticed an old pattern come through. And then I started saying, well, you should be better than this. So I started judging myself and started going on this path. And then I remembered, and that's the whole idea is remember that it's a daily practice. If we, if we didn't think it was a daily practice, why would someone who like the Dalai Lama, who's one of the most spiritually enlightened person, do you think he, he doesn't practice? He practices for hours every day. And because we've got to remember, and we have so much conditioning around us, so much influence that we need to keep coming back to. And that's really what intentionality is. And that's what I want to provide to, to everyone is, is it's just these daily 
practices, these behavior changes that you can implement and come back to yourself constantly. And the great thing is, is just like a muscle, as you train it, it gets a little bit easier. And now I notice that my my moments of going off where they used to be, I'd wake up one day and realize, whoa, who have I been for the last two weeks? This might happen for one hour now. <laughs> and and you can't do as much in one hour as you can in two weeks, which is nice, as much destruction. And, and that's where this keeping your way path is just so wonderful. You can put these daily practices in. Yes, it feels like it takes time, but one of the principles of intentionality is people experience exponential outcomes by, well, they create exponential outcomes by leveraging energy instead of time. We put a little bit of energy and time in now and we get more time back because we're not wasting it because we have higher energy. It's that back to that Zen proverb, if you don't have time to meditate for one hour, you need to meditate for two. And, <laughs> and this is what these intentionality practices do, which, is, which, is, which I just think is liberating because I don't want to get to that path where suddenly I'm like, oh, I lift up my head and I did this on the Camino one day. This is where I had the realization where I suddenly looked up and on the Camino, you have all these yellow signs telling you where to go and you don't really need to pay attention. And you walk across the whole country of Spain and even start of France, just following these little yellow signs over 500 miles. And you generally can find your way. But one day I, I was so caught up in my story, in my self-hatred of myself and uh, just going completely into my egoic self that I looked up one moment, I realized, wow, I have no idea where I am and I can't remember the last time I saw a yellow sign. And that was my moment where I realized, ah, it's not good enough to find your way. You've got to keep it. You've got to keep it. You've got to keep looking up, keep that little bit of awareness on it. And then it makes life so much easier. And you still have moments. Like, yeah. I trust me, I have moments where I slip constantly, but Same. it's just not as hard to catch up anymore absolutely absolutely and this is so encouraging to hear as well yomis it is time to take advantage of a free one month offer from our sponsor skillshare <laughs> this minute by going to skillshare.com your own magic and skillshare for those of you who may not know, is an online learning community offering our listeners a free one-month trial of their premium membership because you are a human and you are born to create. I like that they wrote this down. And anyway, there are many fascinating classes on Skillshare on topics including illustration, design, photography, animation, productivity, and so much more. The class that I took on Skillshare recently was by Jerome Vogel. It's his digital illustration class, Learn to Use Procreate. Also, one of my favorite YouTubers, Nathaniel Drew, has a few classes on Skillshare. And the one that really catches my eye is Creativity Unleash. Discover, hone, and share your voice online. So, something to keep in mind, something to keep in mind. And I think it's important to add that Skillshare is not only about creating art, but also building a business and thriving in lifestyle or productivity. So, there are a variety of classes, again, that you have at your fingertips. So whether you are a dabbler or an absolute master, you're simply a creative. And that's why Skillshare has classes for every skill level with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for real life that you can tap into and allow your creative soul to thrive. So Skillshare helps you move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You'll create real projects and get the support of fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. One word, your own magic, where our listeners get a one month free trial of their premium membership. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. Take advantage of this offer while it lasts. And now on with the show. So I've actually sold Wealth Enhancers. Uh, no way. In one form now. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's one of the reasons I've had a sabbatical. But I've actually transitioned it into financially happy. Okay, let's do this. Wealth Enhancers, we were the first first millennial financial advice coaching company in Australia because traditionally the financial 
world is all built on retirees and wealthy people. They don't speak to the young people. And it's almost like, oh, once you get this amount of money, then we'll communicate with you. And that infuriated me. So after dealing with that type of business, I then set up a, a business which spoke to younger people. And it was a great business, great evolution. But I realized there were still limitations in the, the way financial advice was delivered. And I wanted to be able to bring my philosophy and the actionable-based tools in a way that everyone could access it whether you had money or whether you didn't, um, whether you were in Australia or not. So that's where I've launched Financially Happy. And it, we talk about, it's about connecting money with spirituality. It's this idea that I'm a big believer that money is a spiritual tool. When you think about it, it is one of the greatest connectors of all of us. And if we're on the spiritual path, we realize that what we're trying to do is come back to us and I say us as one and money is a way that connects us just like the internet does as well so we need to understand that money is just energy and it's a representation of who we are and what we value and what's important to us and we need to have a really positive relationship with it because when we have a high vibrational relationship with energy because that's effectively what it is it goes and it has an impact on other people so this is the the problem which we're committed on solving and we're really excited about it. It's, it's an incredible program. Uh, we start with your money story and we talk about that is everyone has a money story and it's a combination of your family of origin and also your timeline of relationships with money of how it's come up in your life. And through that, you build a relationship with money. We did a bunch of research and created 12 different archetypes of money. We call them the money saboteurs. And there's 12 of them, just like the gambler or the dependent or the child or the irresponsible or the hoarder, just naming some of them. And without realizing that you may have these playing up in your life and basically you're set up for failure. You might be like, I want this. Why can't I do this? Even though I want this. And it's because you actually have these saboteurs inside of you. Think of it as like faulty code. We need to bring them to the surface. We need to put awareness on them to them. So then we can start accepting them and then start identifying the behaviors that we need to change. And then when we do that, we become liberated and we can actually start loving money. And that's what I really want everyone to do. Like I want everyone to love money and just see it as it's an abundant resource. It's infinite. It really can help us achieve the life that we want. I think that this is absolutely brilliant. I would love to walk through one of the saboteurs or just share some practical tips, providing some pillars on, you know, help us climb to greater financial success and abundance and have a stronger and better relationship with money and have a higher vibrational relationship with this energy. Yeah, so I can I can definitely talk you through that. So what we need to first understand is, is that there's a, a feedback loop that's happening within us at all points of time, and it's a closed feedback loop. So if we have a belief about money, that's the subconscious program that's in us, it could be that we've been told that money doesn't grow on trees or money is dirty. Now, when we think about that, that belief, that core belief, which we may not even have awareness that it's part of our life right now is going to be sending off a bunch of different thoughts. One belief can send off a thousand different thoughts. So it could be that I can't attract money into my life or that money is hard to come by. It will start bringing these different things into our life, which then creates certain behaviors in our life. So it, it starts thinking, well, if you think that, then you're not going to apply for the higher paying job or you're not going to invest your money because that could seem risky. So a bunch of different things, which then gives you this feeling that money is hard to come by, which just reinforces that belief. And then it gets stronger and gets stronger. And over time, it reinforces your belief. So it's very hard to change core beliefs. The only thing that we can really change is behaviors. That's what we have control over. We don't have control over our thoughts but we have control over how we respond to our thoughts. There's that little moment when we take a breath, we can go, okay, I don't want to react to that. I want to choose a different behavior, which, which might bring that in. And when we do that, then it gives a little bit of a different feeling, which then can create a new belief. And over time, suddenly you're in a really wonderful state. So I can walk you through a 
a saboteur to give you an example of. Is there a particular one that you would like? Do you mind listing the 12 just so we could all listen and be like, okay, perhaps I feel like without knowing much about it yet, but could potentially be that one. Yeah. Just to pique our curiosity. And yeah, I'm just curious first about the 12 and then I would just love to walk through any of them, whichever one comes to heart for you. Perfect. So the 12 are the child, the gambler, the doormat. We call them the irresponsibles. That's the, the collective trait. Then there's the in, then there's the inactions, which is which are the entitled, the procrastinator, and the delusional. <laughs> then we have the worthiness issues, which are the compensator, the controller, the repeller. Mm. And then we have the fearfuls, which are the hoarders, the victims, and the dependents. Oh, I'm so curious now. Like a little summary of each one of them. You do not have to, but I'm just so curious because they sound so interesting. Oh, I can definitely give you a good summary. All right, so let's get into it. So the child. So this would be a story or, or a belief. I can't take responsibility for money because it's too complicated and confusing. Someone else should look out for me and take care of my money situation. And then the gambler, the present moment isn't good enough for me, so I'm willing to jeopardize it all for a shot at a better life, even if it means destroying and losing everything I already have. The doormat, other people's needs are more important than mine. The, the entitled, the, the world and other people owe me. I deserve to be taken care of. The procrastinator, even though I know my money management is important, I'll get to it another time. The delusional, I believe it will all work out even though I have no plan. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> the compensator, I am not enough. People won't like me if they know who I really am. Money can buy my happiness and love. The controller, I can control my situation through controlling my money. If I can control the situation, I can't get hurt. Having power over others puts me in control. The repeller, I'm not worthy of receiving money, abundance, or opportunities. I believe money is an either or, not an and. You can't have both spirituality and be wealthy. Mm, okay, I've, I've had that mindset before. Yep, yep. <laughs> the hoarder, I need to keep all my money and all my things to feel safe. If I don't take care of myself, no one else will. The, the victim, it's not my fault that I'm in this situation. And the dependent, I can't provide for myself on my own. Relying on someone else is the easiest option. So you can see that these 12 ones and you resonate. And, and it is important to know that we all effectively have all 12 of them in some way in us. Uh, they might be very low, but what I focus on is just identify your top three and then you can work through them. And, and we have thoughts related to that belief. We have then behaviors which often happen. And then we have emotions. So for example, if we, which was one that you connected with? It was. Well, I've been the delusional indeed <laughs> many times. Also the, what was it? The delusional, the, oh man, what was the other one? Um, I've been the dependent as well when I was in college though. I don't know if that totally counts. Yeah. Um, it kind of does though. It does count. Yeah. yeah. So the dependent and uh, what was the other one? <laughs> there was another one that I it was just like me. Right. <laughs> I can't remember that. So let's let's look at the delusional, for example. So mm, so the the repellent. I think oh, it the was repellent. That one, where Ooh, it's like that's you can't a good have one. both spirituality and yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's that's a really good one, and and it's a common one I find with a lot of people in the spiritual communities, unfortunately. And, <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, and, and, indeed. Yeah, and it holds them back, and it actually it I see it. Yeah. I've lived in spiritual communities before. And I've seen it. And what happens is, is money ends up interfering with their spiritual growth because they say they don't care about it and it doesn't matter. But actually, they care about it more than a lot of people who have a lot of money. Um, they're thinking about it and it's holding them back. So when we, when we look at this, so let's say the repeller, the thoughts that they have related to that belief is, I'm not someone who makes a lot of money, but I'm happy because, because of it. Others are better than me. If I made more money, I'd be more successful and more like those people. Things can be too good to be true. So we start having these thoughts, which reinforces a behavior. So for example, instead of where we're starting to feel a little bit of un, not feeling valued in a job, so we'll quit instead of asking for a raise. Or we might energetically push away abundance. Um, they don't recognize or take opportunities when they arise. 
And the feelings that they get from that, they feel inferior, they feel submissive, they feel sad, and they may feel some resentment. And think about that in those spiritual communities. When we start having that, what happens? It creates separation. And the whole part of the spiritual community is is to connect. We're, We're meant to have wholeness and connection. So it actually does the opposite from what we think. Amen. Yes. Thank you for saying this. I could not agree more. Thank you so much. And it, it's all because I just, I, I, I see what happens in a lot of uh, um, these groups of people or people talking about it. And I observe and I'm like, why, why are you saying these things? Your behaviors are doing the opposite from what we want. We want more and more connection. It's just like this idea that we can't fight hate with hate. I know there's a lot of sad things that are going on in the world right now, but hate and creating more division isn't the way to go. We just need to love and educate and believe that that's more powerful than any fear-based emotion. And I I truly believe that to the core because I've seen it myself. So when we get this awareness, we have an opportunity and and that's the first step of the financially happy model is intentional um, clarity. You get clarity of your situation and and when you have awareness, you can accept it. And it's not about it's important not to go and shame because you've just discovered a saboteur. We need to go, okay, I accept that. I take responsibility for it. I am not putting a positive or negative emotion to it. I'm just neutral to it. And now I can start seeing how is this showing up in my life? How is this affecting my experience of life? And how is it potentially causing conflict with what it is that I really want for my life? And then when you have that experience, you can start getting enough of an impulse to go, I don't want that. I want a different way. And we can start leaning on some of these tools and choosing different behaviors and, and combining with um, basically our higher guides and transform ourselves. And before we know it, we've transformed a part of ourselves, and, and that's how we create really abundance. It's these tiny little behavioral changes, which before we know it changes. And, and that's one of the greatest challenges with, the money experiences is that our mind thinks in a linear way. We think that if we have this amount of money now, then we'll have this amount of money plus more in a particular amount of time. But money and like most things in life and growth operates on an exponential curve. And that means that tiny little behavior changes could lead to huge transformations on the other end. And I've seen people who have been in credit card debt and then they followed this program. They put in some systems and within a few years, they were millionaires and it wasn't from their investment return. I can tell you that. It wasn't from suddenly getting a crazy crypto return or anything like that. It was They started opening up a portal to abundance. And then they saw, they were like, well, there is something going on in the crypto world right now. Maybe I could take an opportunity there. Maybe I could ask for a pay rise. And things start opening up. And before they know it, they're living in a completely different situation. And it's, it's not for me, it's not about saying we want you to just get rich for the sake of it. We want you to be financially happy, which is this idea that you can be both happy and wealthy now. You don't have to wait, to, you don't have to sacrifice a now to become wealthy. You can truly be happy right now and wealthy at the same time. And wealthy is a state of mind. And when you truly connect with abundance, you realize that you've always got enough. And before you know it, you keep having more and more. And it's one of... My, my favorite quotes um, about abundance, which uh, I know you had um, Wayne Dwyer's daughters on recently, which was, which was a really, really great, really great podcast. But you, abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. It's the feeling, as Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, you need to feel it now. If, you, if you're going into a meditation and trying to attract abundance, but as you're doing that, you're feeling scarce, then all you're doing is going to attract scarcity. So we need to feel abundance. You need to start looking at all the incredible things that are in our life right now. Like if, you, if we can't think that we're abundant right now, we are more abundant than the richest people of 100 years ago, the common person now. Like we have flushing toilets, we have electricity, we have access at a button, we can have food arrive at our door. It truly is abundant when you look at what we have. But often what people are doing is they're trapped in the prison of comparison. They're comparing to someone else. And when you're, and I talk about that, when you're in that prison of comparison, you, you can't have joy because there's always, there's always more. There's always someone who has, has better things. And we need to, to escape that 
to really feel liberated and um, feel just an opportunity where you can really love your life and focus on your path. And that's principle number five, which is escape the prison of comparison by focusing on your path and what steps you can take today. You can have, you can take some steps today. And that's what I inspire you to do is just come off one thing and go find out my money saboteur or look at my money story and see how that's impacting me today. And then tomorrow I'm going to choose differently. And who knows, your life could be better than what you could even dream of because most people don't even give themselves permission to dream. That is very, very true. And thank you for all of this information. And I'm curious about the tiny little behavior changes. If you can share a few of them that all of us can potentially make after we figure out which saboteur we are and we wake up tomorrow, what are a couple tiny little behavior changes we are likely to make or what might help us along the path? Great. So I love action-based, so I'm so glad we've gone into this. So <laughs> once you identify your money saboteur, you, you and I can send a, a link to the to have this access to to your followers afterwards. I'll give this as a free resource to to go through this quiz. Thank you. It will then give you a bunch of ideas of how do you can change that behavior. So it might be, for example, if you're the compensator, then your behavior change tomorrow is you won't offer to shout everyone. Um, you'll 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 agree to split the tab. Or it could be your if you're the child, you stop using your credit card. I highly recommend most people stop using their credit card. It's it's just something what what ends up catching up with you. So we look at these different situations. It might be that you start tracking your money just so you have awareness of it. You could start automating your money so that you have savings going into savings, you have money going to investments, you have your bills being paid. So you make sure you have money going into things that you value, for example, health or travel. So then you're never having to wonder whether you can do it. You know exactly whether you can or not because the money is already allocated. So these tiny little behavior changes uh, are wonderful. I, I talk about this concept of um, budgeting. Budgeting isn't limiting, it's, it's liberating, it's freeing. When you have a budget properly, they're positive constraints and it means that you're not going to spend money on things that you don't care about and it means that you get liberation. You get to have the freedom to spend money on whatever you really care about because it's there and you get the permission to do it without any of the, the guilt or the financial hangover that we like to talk about. So so just thinking about that and there's a, there's a great, um, great little tool that I talk about which is the four yes test. And when we do that, this is something that you could imp implement in your life straight away, which is, which is something which I'd, I'd love for your readers to do. So the four yes test is basically when we're thinking about doing a purchase, we, we go through these four questions and make sure that we say yes to all of them. So first is, do I have the budget? So that means it's not just that money is there, it's that you've actually intentionally allocated money to this thing. So yes, I've done that. So for example, I'm on a trip to Nicaragua right now. I've been putting money away in a travel account. I was wanting to go on a cool experience tomorrow. Yes, I have the budget. Will this purchase increase my happiness? Yeah, it will increase my happiness. I get to go to an amazing tree house with my girlfriend. Uh, I feel like that's going to increase my happiness. Does this purchase align with my values? Yes, my values are love, trust, aliveness, and freedom. What's more loving and freeing and feeling alive than being in a tree house with a bunch of monkeys and my girlfriend? That feels <laughs> wonderful. That aligns my values. And finally, will this purchase move me closer to my goals? And my goal right now is play. It's inner exploration. It's a feeling of not having to do anything. Yes. So I get a yes on all four of them. I go for it. And I feel so excited. I don't have a single regret about spending that money. I get so much pleasure from spending that money. If I don't get yes to all of those fours, I have to question and go, well, is this really, really right for me? Now, it's not saying that you can't do it, but what I want you to realize is that when you say yes to that, you're saying no to something else in your life. And you might be saying no to something that you answer yes to all four of those questions. And then that's why you don't feel fulfilled or really happy. So Go through those four yes tests. So it's, do I have the budget? Will this purchase increase my happiness? 
Does this purchase align with my values? Will this purchase move me closer to my intentions and goals? And if you just do that every day, you're financially happy. You're already on that path and, and all the other things, all the other systems will start happening for you. It can be that simple. Brilliant. I'm so thankful for that action-based practical advice. And that's so wise to ask those four questions beforehand. It's going to be sending us, what is it, a free quiz for assessing which saboteur we are? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's really cool. It goes through, it's, it's like a, I'm sure people have done personality profiles before, like the DISC or Myers-Briggs. Yeah, so this is, this is one of them. And you're going to realize, <laughs> wow, this makes a whole lot of sense. I understand so cool. why I do what I do and I'm not where I want to be. And you can start having a playbook of how to change it. That's brilliant. Do you have any other messages you'd like to share before we go on to rapid fire? And I don't know if you have a hard stop anytime soon. No, I'm, uh, I've got plenty okay, of time, perfect. so I'm completely open. <laughs> no, so with the, the money thing, I just really encourage everyone to just explore it. It's, it's part of our life. It doesn't matter who you are. You can't avoid having a relationship with money. So when you rather a positive, empowering, uplifting, freeing relationship with money, and when we do that, it enables us to go further on the spiritual path, enables us to go at this place where we can serve. We can do so much more when we take that one part of our life out of it. And once you do this, this exploration and, and you make the commitment to, to make the changes that you need, you actually transform yourself. How liberating is that? Very much so. Very much so. All right. Are you ready for rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to start off easy at first. Coffee or tea? Tea. What kind of tea? So I love lemon and ginger teas. I love Egyptian licorice. I do every morning. I make my own sort of lemon, uh, lime and ginger sort of honey sort of mix, which I love as well. Love that. Love that. How about preferred form of exercise? It would be, I like a lot of cross training, but I'm a huge skier. That's why I moved to Aspen, Colorado. I, I love skiing. I ski right. 100 days a year. So anything in the mountains, but I'm also a cyclist, mountain biker, trail runner. Love it all. So cool. Very outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. Nicaragua must be like heaven. It's so good. My biggest challenge <laughs> here right now is that there's too many things to do. <laughs> That's not the worst <laughs> challenge to have. Not the worst challenge to have. Yeah. Uh, is there something that potentially scares you? Anything that scares you? Yes. Like ghosts? Yeah, uh, not ghosts. So <laughs> it, it, what scares me is when I feel like I am aware of myself and then I discover that I'm not. When I suddenly, when I'm in a reactionary pattern, oh. that, that scares me because I'm like, wow, I just got hijacked. So <laughs> that's something which has definitely evolved over time and I, I love that side of myself now. But I, I used to be scared of snakes, but I've conquered them now. I actually find them quite wonderful. Like I get excited when I see a snake on my path. <laughs> so I do believe you can you can override most things with fear when you just choose love, 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 love. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that and being so honest and vulnerable. Um, how about proudest accomplishment? I've got two. One was I participated in a documentary with National Geographic called Undercover Angel, where I went into an underprivileged community and went undercover and then had to fund and build a whole project, which is I went to Bulgaria. So that was amazing. And we could probably spend a whole lot of time on that. It was, it was so remarkable. And then I had just had one. I just led a, my first intentionality river expedition. We had 25 incredible people who were on the Yampa River for five days and I led this breathwork journey in a wow. cave after a cacao ceremony. It was <laughs> remarkable. And it was just this moment where I was like, this is so cool. Like I've done something right in my life that I'm getting to do this right now. <laughs> oh, that sounds like heaven. That's amazing. That's so yeah, cool. We have to get you on the next one. I think I might do that. I that I, I'm very intrigued indeed. I'll tell you that. Okay, so one of your accomplishments that I find fascinating is that you were on the Australian Defense Force at the young age of 17. Like what? That's wild. Anyway, I'm just curious of your most, I know that you have so many, but one that comes to mind right now, a valuable lesson that you took away from being the force's youngest officer and leading up to like 100 soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of good ones. So one is just make a decision. Mm. That's That was the biggest thing we learned in officer training was, People want to follow you. You're already in a position of uh, authority. 
but you need to make a decision. And it's all right if it's the wrong one because you'll quickly adjust and learn and get yourself into the right one. And that's so applicable in life. So many people don't take action because they're worried that it's not the perfect thing or they don't produce the video or the book or whatever it is because they're fearful. And you can always make it better. Just just get it out there. And then, then you have actual some feedback from life and you realize, oh, maybe that isn't as important to me as what I thought, or maybe I'm better than this than I thought. And you get some, some inspiration. So making a decision is really, really important. And the other thing for me is, is, is just, it's been my life. It's really, if, if you're not happy, do something about it. Like just change something and, and, and lean in. And I really learned that, like I wasn't happy in the end of the, in the Australian Defence Force and, and I changed my circumstances, changed my situation and, and it set off a whole another tra- trajectory in my life. Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, yeah, definitely did send off a whole other trajectory, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Um, what book are you reading currently, if any? So I am reading, I literally just started a new book. So I'm reading a book called Columbio, mm. which is by Rusty Young. He's an Australian author and I read his book Marching Powder like 15 years ago and it was one of my favorite fictional like travel books so it's actually non-fictional it's based on his story and I ended up meeting him at a we were I didn't realize we got these awards from this the university I went to and I the the dean said oh this person Rusty Young's here and I was like Rusty the author and, it, and we got to meet and I was just messaging him because I'm about to go to Columbia and he said you've got to read this book that I wrote so I'm, I'm reading that and I'm also reading um it is Leaning Into Fear, which uh, is an interesting story about how we can choose love instead of fear. Which is basically one of your life messages. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> do you have a favorite TV show? Oh, I do. I really love... Oh, I just watched a, a new one, actually. I quite enjoyed it. It was yeah. The Startup, which was about the cryptocurrency um, fun, oh, which yeah, was really I good. I it was a little bit of play. I I love um, actually Shameless. It's just yeah. it just makes me laugh, and it just gives me perspective on on everyday people, and I, and I love them for it. Absolutely. I love that energy, so I really enjoy that show too. What advice would you give to your sixteen year old self? Uh, just go have play and realize that it's all going to work out great for you, and that you are enough your love and you are loved. Oh, right there. Now, this is the last question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? I would say realize that you are magic. And when you realize that you are magic, it's just everything you do is a creation of magic. So you're just living and breathing it. And the way to do that is when you wake up first thing in that morning, like, don't live the familiar patterns of the past. It's something that Dr. Joe Dispenza refers about. It's like choose something different and um, explore and, and look between the lines and, and see if you can find the love and joy and play in different situations. And then, then you are your magic. And I know that's your magic, Raquel, and I love that about you and, and, and everyone you bring on. <laughs> like we all have our own form of magic. Absolutely. And you definitely have many different forms of magic and you shared a lot of different nuggets here and you're full of even more wisdom than you could even possibly share in this short window of time. So where where can everyone connect with you? Well, so the best place would go to the link, which is finiankelly.com forward slash podcast. And mm-hmm. there you'll get a bunch of resources which will help you take action today. That's what I really want you to do. You'll just be able to learn about some a number of different tools that will bring more intentionality in life. And then once you're on there, you'll go down my general path. So great. So great. And then also in social, do you have social media? Do you have an Instagram or anything? Yeah, I do. It's at the Finney and Kelly, the Finney and Kelly. The Finney and Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Finney and this has been so wonderful. So great. I'm so jealous you're in Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Can't even say it. Nicaragua. That's one of my 
bucket list places. But this has been such a wonderful conversation and I've been meaning to have a financial expert on to talk about not only just finances or just some helpful advice, but also, you know, bringing in the spiritual aspect to it, which you did. And so thank you so much for that. It was an absolute pleasure. And I just feel so grateful to have this opportunity to meet with you and connect with all of your wonderful followers. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know. I'm so, I feel so grateful too. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right. Well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.